Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. In for Jim Smalley today, I'm Josh Sigurdsson. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com and brought to you by the Arcola Co-op, offering fuel, food, food and drinks on Highway 13. Arcola Co-op, you're at home here. On today on the show, we look at how smaller feed crops may affect pork producers in the province. We'll also look at how much grain was moved during the last crop year. And as always, the farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Filling in for Jim, here's Josh Sigurdsson. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. A smaller North American feed grain crop is being monitored closely by hog producers. The drought extends into some of the major wheat and corn growing areas of the United States as well as Western Canada. Florian Posberg is a partner with Polar Pork Farms and one of the largest producers in the, in the province. If you're in the uh, hog finishing business uh, from uh, weaning to market, consume about 70 to 80 percent of the the total feed necessary to to produce a hog. So, if you're either farrow to finish or strictly finishing, you require a lot more feed per animal. Uh, so they will be more impacted. Um, so we're going to see things like that. Uh, the last few years, we've started to use uh, uh, pelleted screenings in our rations. Well, if there's not a lot of grain produced. There's not a lot of screenings, and you know, there's it just uh, multiplies the the issues as we go forward here. So everybody's going to be impacted, some more than others, especially if you're in the finishing business. Posberg says the one positive this year has been the price of pork. Well, we've been very fortunate that uh, so far in 2021, uh, our hog prices have been. Uh, very good. They're, uh, you know, one of the best years in terms of gross revenue. So the fact that our feed grains have, you know, went up uh, 60, 70 percent, um, at least we have uh, uh, some some revenue on the uh, sales side to offset uh, a lot of that to date. However, it remains to be seen what will happen to the price of pork if there is a large number of cows going to market due to feed shortages. You know, if there's a lot of uh, beef coming to the market this uh, fall and winter because uh, people have to dispose of their uh, beef herds, you know, that might have an impact on our pork prices. Um, 
And even if that doesn't happen, uh, you know, our our prices could drop substantially, and in which case we wouldn't have uh, near the resources to to feed our animals. So it all comes down to whether producers can remain viable. The guys that grow grain, uh, they they have crop insurance. Most of them do. Um, and so they will be able to uh, offset a lot of their losses uh, through crop insurance. In the hog business, we can't feed our our pigs crop insurance. Uh, we need the physical inventory. So it's going to create quite a challenge for us going forward. Pospark knows the scope of the feed situation for cattle producers will not be fully apparent until the crop starts to come off. You know, we can we can probably survive this year, um, somehow make do. Uh, if there's uh, drought year after year, some people won't have, you know, surface water. I personally, my dugout had zero runoff this spring, and because of the lack of rain, uh, there's been, and the heat, we've had uh, high levels of evaporation. So, uh, you know, dugout water is uh, is disappearing quickly. There's going to be producers that are just going to physically be challenged to, to water their animals, much less feed them. So uh, every producer is going to have to have their own strategy going forward, depending on really what their situation is. Florian Posberg is a partner with Polar Pork Farms, one of the largest producers in Saskatchewan. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Filling in for Jim, here's Josh Sigurdsson. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch Eastroffs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEastroffs.ca And Farmtronics in Regina, your farm electronics specialist. From moisture testers to security cameras, keeping your farm running productively and efficiently since 1977. 380 Henderson Drive. Yesterday, we heard from agricultural commentator Kevin Hirsch, who has a weekly column in the Western Producer and also farms in Cabray in southern Saskatchewan. When speaking to CJWW's Neil Billinger, he said he's allowing one of his neighbors to graze his cattle on a very low-yielding field of Durham. The head's never filled, and he estimates the yield at only five bushels an acre. Hirsch says it's very important for Western Canada to maintain the breeding herd as much as possible. Well, that's a big market for our feed grain, and, and the cattle producer and grain producer collaboration I think is key and when you sell off a big section of the beef breeding herd it's tough to rebuild that people retire people have other priorities people put tea land back into annual crop production it just doesn't come bouncing back when when the rains come back so we're in a situation where the beef breeding herd was already declining here the uh, U.S. herd has been holding steady or increasing. So we're, we're in a situation where if you're going to have a beef industry, you, you've got to try to buffer years like this. And quite frankly, the grain producer has tools, particularly crop insurance, that is really going to soften the blow of a bad year like this. Whereas in the cattle industry, they have far fewer tools that are effective so doing something for the, the livestock industry, I think, is, is really where the priority of government should be. There has been a number of measures already announced, uh, as you mentioned. Do you think there's going to be a lot more under agri-recovery when it's finally all said and done? And, and what type of help do you think would be really needed? The agri-recovery is such a vague thing, and it's supposed to cover losses that aren't covered by other 
programs. So I would suggest that the extreme feeding costs that livestock producers are going to face this year would be eligible for some sort of agri-recovery support. And really, those livestock producers, those cattle producers need money to be able to go out and buy feed from their grain farming neighbors and, and get through the winter however they can. I would suggest that a reasonable policy would be a forgivable loan. Here's a loan. If you still have that that beef cow, a year from now, that loan will be forgiven. So pick your number per cow, whether it's 100 or 200 or $300 per cow as a forgivable loan if you retain that cow through the year. You know, that's just a suggestion. I am sure all sorts of things are being looked at, but the trouble is, Support that comes months from now will be too late. The beef sell-off will be irreversible unless they, like action like that is taken quite quickly. Should we be concerned with the fact that there is going to be probably a federal election coming up and government's attention may be sidetracked, or, or do you think there's any, any connection between the two? Uh, governments seem to be attuned to the problem. It's just a question of what do you do to solve it? And I think there will be a increased pressure on the provinces to increase agri-stability support. Uh, whether they will or not, it's hard to say. The federal government has put its money on the table. The provinces don't want to spend that sort of money. Then you have the, the problem of so many people have opted out of agri-stability that it's not there for them. Then you can try to extend the deadline to, to get back into agri-stability. How many people will go back and redo all those numbers just in case they might qualify. So I don't think the federal election, in fact, in some respects, governments tend to promise things and try to look real good at election time. So I'm not sure that the impending election call will necessarily be a bad thing in this process. Kevin Hirsch is an agricultural journalist consultant who also farms in the Cabri area in southwest Saskatchewan. Coming up tomorrow, we'll get his views on what's happening with some deferred delivery contracts. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio, Rural Radio 147, Sirius XM. I am joined right now by the Executive Director of the Do More Ag Foundation, Adele Stewart. Adele, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to chat with you. So... Uh, Adele, maybe let's start, before we get on to Ag Talk, talk about what the Do More Ag Foundation does. Yeah, so we are a national charity that's focusing on changing the culture of mental health and agriculture. So we have many pillars um, from education, awareness, anti-stigma, research that we support, um, as well as resources for farmers when it comes to their mental health. You are trying to, well, you're on a fundraising campaign for something called Ag Talk. What is Ag Talk? Yeah, Ag Talk is a, a project that we are working on in response to um, several of the national reports that have come out that are calling for and recommending a 24-7 bilingual 
agriculture-specific support and crisis line for Canadian farmers. So one line to call any hour of the day, no matter what part of the country that you are in. So we are trying to fulfill those recommendations with our program called Ag Talk. Well, in any given year, there's a lot of stresses on the farm. You know, th- this year, 2021 is no different than, than any other. But, you know, a lot of focus right now on the trout. There's a lot of stress out there in terms of what, you know, how to, how to get the cows fed, uh, what, what will yields not be like, and, and things like that. It's just a couple of examples. But uh, across the country, there, there's a lot of them on any given year, like I said. Why would somebody call Ag Talk? What, what, what would be the purpose? Yeah, just simply to, to deal with those issues. Some provinces have, um, you know, some, some crisis lines and many others don't, just kind of the majority don't. So it's providing that clear, concise, you know, one number across Canada that they can call that whether they are up, you know, and they're, they're hanging in the middle of the night because that's the only time there's enough moisture to put up a bale or whether they're stressed that they don't have the feed, um, whether they're stressed about finances because their cattle came back from market when they didn't meet the price when they needed to disperse their herd in this in this these crazy times so um, any one of those reasons uh, or if they're supporting someone who's maybe going through something where maybe they're okay but their loved one is struggling so how do um, you know support them and how to support them going when someone's going through something that's tough so um, you know or anything in between just just something and somebody that's always around for for a farmer to call when they have feelings of stress would there be is the plan to have trained professionals on the other line or just somebody that will is willing to lend an ear yeah, I know that's exactly um, the, the best point about this program is that it is um, every single person, counselor who picks up the phone that um, that is called from this line is going to have gone through our 20-hour certification course called Ag Culture, where it's an agriculture literacy program. So there's a lot of gaps that, um, you know, not every mental health professional has lived ag experience. So this line reduces that barrier and helps bridge the therapeutic gap between a producer and a mental health professional when they go through the ag culture course. So that's a, one of the highlighted features of Ag Talk. Yeah, Saskatchewan has a crisis line, correct? Is that one of the provinces? Correct. This seems like something that should be in place. And if I told you it's been in place for a decade, we'd be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Why has this move not been made earlier? Um, yeah, we're, we're really not, you know, sure about that, which is why we have taken the initiative to uh, fundraise for it ourselves. Um, you know, whether it's a set, like we're, we want it as a national line. We feel it should be available to all Canadian producers, um, at least for pilot projects so we can gather the data and the usage and the effectiveness of it. So we're looking, um, you know, for federal level funding for, for this project. Um, you know, when things move slowly. So in lieu of that, we've been working on it for almost two years and uh, it was needed two years ago. It was needed before that. So we are just going to continue to do what Do More Egg does, which is, um, you know, roll up our sleeves and uh, fundraise our way towards that goal. How much money are you trying to raise? Uh, $5 million. $5 million. And, and uh, if somebody is interested in participating and in, in helping and finding out more, uh, how, how do they do that? They can head to our website, which is domore.ag slash donate. We'll take them directly to the page that will link them to uh, the fundraiser that we are running across Canada until mid-October. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. 
meteoragra weather forecast on the source 620 ckrm the official 620 ckrm farm weather is brought to you by shepherd realty in regina specializing in farm and ranch real estate in saskatchewan call harry justin or devon at 352-1866 and moose jaw truck shop the number one choice for any diesel diesel engine repair drop in with no appointment necessary or visit moosejawtruckshop.com Today we'll see a mix of sun and cloud this afternoon with a slight chance of showers later on and a risk of a thunderstorm. With widespread smoke, it'll be windy and a high of 28. Time will be partly cloudy with a slight chance of showers early this evening and a risk of a thunderstorm. Widespread smoke, windy, and a low of 13. Thursday, mainly sunny, hazy, high of 27, low of 14. Friday, a mix of sun and cloud and a high of 30 and a low of 16. Saturday, a mix of sun and cloud and a high of 26, low of 14. Sunday, a mix of sun and cloud with a slight chance of showers, high of 24, low of 12. Monday, a mix of sun and cloud with a slight chance of showers, high of 20, and a low of 11. Tuesday, a mix of sun and cloud and a high of 23. The normals for this time of year, it's around 26 degrees. The normal low is around 11. The sun rose at 531 this morning and will set at 838 tonight. Around the province right now, Estevan, it's 26. Saskatoon is 24, Weyburn is 23, Yorkton is at 21. Right now in Moose Jaw, there's smoke with the wind out of the north northwest at 21, gusting to 35 kilometers an hour, and it's 26 degrees. In Regina right now, there's smoke with the wind out of the north northwest at 27 kilometers an hour, and it's 24. Back in a moment. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive, maximize yields today and maximize Manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Covering for Jim Smalley, here's Josh Sigerson. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Patterson Li- Liquid Systems, expect the best. CN and CP Rail say they moved record amounts of grain in the 2020-2021 crop year. Wade Sobkowicz is executive director of the Western Grain Elevator Association, and he says CN and CP did a good job of shipping grain from across the prairies. The railways have moved record volumes, but that's because farmers grew record volumes in that in that year, and, and grain companies were able to to um, load uh, rail record volumes of rail cars and unload record volumes of rail cars. So it's it's not a hundred percent due to the railways doing, but they did move uh, more grain uh, overall in that year than uh, than I think we've uh, we've seen in in recent history. So part of that has to do with the fact we think it has to do with COVID nineteen and that other sectors weren't shipping as as much uh, product during that year and so there was less competition for uh, the rail service but the railways say that's not the case so you know if if that is if if what they say is true then um, you know we can expect good rail service i suppose uh, in in the foreseeable future as well the railways say upgraded infrastructure allowed them to move record amounts of grain in the 2020-21 crop year subquitch acknowledges that improvements have been made i think that's uh, probably part of it as well. I mean, they, they are investing in their infrastructure, you know, and also grain companies are investing in their infrastructure. It's the first full year that G3 has been fully online. Um, you know, we have the terminals in Vancouver in particular that have 
invested in faster uh, shiploading capabilities. We have invested in additional um, storage capacity out there and uh, and better uh, efficiency in, in unloading rail cars. Um, so it, it's investments made by, I would say, you know, the different links in the supply chain and, and investments made by farmers in order to produce that crop. I mean, we have a crop size that's growing uh, 3% per year on average. You know, the, the year we're, we're in right now, or we're, the harvest we're coming to right now, you know, is a regression from that. And I know that there are a lot of farmers in a bad way out there due to the uh, drought conditions. But, you know, over a long-term period of time, um, you know, we're trending upward in terms of crop production, and and um, uh, you know that's due to uh, due to you know the farmers' uh, practices and investments in uh, in in ver- varietal development by the life science companies. With this year's drought, grain volumes are going to be much lower. Somkwich says the grain industry expects the railways to deliver grain in a timely fashion. The important thing to keep in mind is, regardless of the size of the crop. The grain companies want to move it um, as early as possible, so they want to move it in the fall and winter, because that's normally when we get um, uh, the highest premium for that crop. So whether it's an 80 million ton crop or a 60 million ton crop, we want to move as much of it as we can between October and uh, March. That's the highest demand for capacity, so that's really what we need the railways to supply, and we need, you know, you know, I guess. Just like, uh, you know, the drought situation is something we can't control. There are always factors we can't control, like uh, on the rail side as well, like uh, mudslides, avalanches, that sort of thing. So, you know, that's something as well we didn't see last year. We didn't have any any significant weather disruptions. We didn't have any labor stoppages, and we didn't have any uh, blockades. So those all contributed to the better service that we had uh, in the 2020-21 uh, crop year. Grain Week 50 was a challenging week for CN Rail as they could only supply 34% of the cars they ordered. That's uh, directly related to the Lytton fires and, and the fires in BC and, and, the, and the ministerial order for them to move at uh, slower speeds. So um, we, they weren't able to um, move uh, as much as what what the demand was for that period of time, in part due to um, those factors. Sobkowicz says the slowdown order was in response to the hot weather and the fire danger. When it's so dry and they have fire uh, bans on and when the railways uh, go at high speed, there is the ability for sparks to come off off the tracks and that can start a fire. And so when it's hot like that and dry like that, the railways are uh, ordered, or they have been ordered this year, to slow down um, so that uh, to, to mitigate the risk of a potential um, uh, fire start. So in those circumstances and in the current circumstances, the, the hot weather is having an impact in that way. CN says it expects to move between 25.5 and, and 28 million tonnes of grain in the 2021-22 crop year, while CP says it's still preparing to handle more than 30 million tonnes. Sobkowicz hopes we can hit those marks. We just hope that the crop comes off um, at, at a reasonable volume and, and that uh, it's not as bad as what we think it is in terms of harvest. We know that um, uh, there are some places where it is so dry and the yields are going to be low and, you know, we, we just feel that we feel for those farmers and, 
and it's going to you know cost us um, as as an industry. It's going to cost those farmers, and it's going to cost uh, the grain handlers and exporters because we're not going to be able to move as much as we'd hoped. And you know, I, I guess that's what you get when you sign up for for farming and for grain farming and anywhere in the world is you know you have good years and you, you got to plan for those eventual bad years and, and this year may be one where you know that that harvest isn't uh, that uh, you know the, the tonnage isn't as high as what we've come to expect recently. Wade, Sop- Wade Sopkowicz is the executive director of the Western Grain Elevator Association. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Filling in for Jim, here's Josh Sigurdsson. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. A major hog slaughter will take place in the Dominican Republic in an effort to control an outbreak of African swine fever. The Caribbean country says the government will pay farmers for the market price for each animal slaughtered. Brigades equipped with biosecurity suits will bury the animals in pits to try and contain the spread of the illness. African swine fever does not affect humans, but has caused serious losses in China and Eastern Europe. There has never been a case in Canada or the United States, and pork producers want to keep it that way. Gary Storty is with the Canada Pork Council. The big question is that still to be found out is how did it get to the island? You know, it's, it's, it's an island. Uh, either got there by a person or by boat somehow. Or, and uh, so it's a matter of that's what we're curious about. But at the end of the day, uh, the case it's the first case in the Dominican Republic in the last uh, 40 years. A concerted effort will be required to keep African swine fever confined to the Dominican Republic. The difficulty in our in the back of our mind is is that, frankly, the Dominican is the most visited country by foreigners from around the world and Canada. It's a vacation destination for for many Canadians. They will be visiting that country, and you know there will be some ideally some increased uh, awareness of the, the consequences of bringing back ASF. Uh, as well as they should, travelers should be informed not to, but we do need those detector dogs to, to go to work. Storty is referring to sniffer dogs located at major Canadian airports. Their job is to make sure travelers are not bringing in unauthorized meat products. Back in a moment. The Market Updates on The Source, 620 CKRM. The Market Update is brought to you by Nelson GM and Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you're a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. And brought to you by Sask Pork. Saskatchewan's growing and vibrant hog industry creates economic spinoffs and career opportunities in our rural communities. Find out more by visiting saskpork.com. Grain prices were rather steady this morning. The only big change was Durham, which jumped $73.49 to $543.24. Feed barley was unchanged at $294.65. Canola was unchanged at $821.52. Flax was unchanged at $776.39. Lentils were unchanged at $815.71. Oats were unchanged at $275.53. Yellow peas were unchanged at $408.31. Feed wheat was unchanged at 183.72, and one red spring wheat was down four dollars and eighty-four cents to 355.04. 
Back in a moment. It's the Livestock Reports on The Source, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn at 842-4574. And now the latest Livestock Quotes. Assiniboy Livestock had a regular cow and bull sale on July 28th. Cow prices have dropped about $0.03 cents since their last sale. Bulls are holding steady. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.77 to $0.88. Cents. D3 cows sold from 60 to 76 cents. Canner cows sold from 30 to 45 cents. Slaughter bulls sold from 109 to 122. This is Jordan Stevens with the Cinnaboya Livestock Market Report. Have a great ranching day. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. The Sig 4 in Brandon is trading at 242.20 per CKG. And the BP4 slash TCP4 in Moose Jaw is also trading at 242.20 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Filling in for Jim, here's Josh Sigurdsson. And now, the Resource Report, brought to you by the Prairie Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton, and Strasburg. It appears that CP Rail has a virtual green light, or at least is one step closer to acquiring a Kansas-based railway, Kansas City Southern. CP and CN have been in a multi-billion dollar bidding war for months. CP opened with a $25 billion offering, which was later countered by CN with a $33.6 billion plus counterpunch. At that time, the Kansas City Southern Board of Directors accepted the CN offer, but then the regulators put the brakes on. In between, U.S. President Joe Biden has said he doesn't want any further railway mergers which reduce competition or which adversely affect passenger service. So it remains to be seen if the U.S. regulators will in fact allow CP to clinch the deal, a deal which could give the more junior but still huge Canadian CP rail entity linkage from the Canadian prairies to Mexico. There's no way to know if that's why the U.S. Surface Transportation Safety Board has now told CP it has permission, quote, to immediately seek the Kansas City Southern Rail, the materials necessary to acquire. On the markets today, the TSX is down 13 points at 20,352. The Dow is down 265 points at 34,850. Oil is down $0.02 at $68.46 US a barrel. And the Canadian dollar is down 5 one-hundredths of a cent at $79.69 US. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show today, tune into the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop production solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. For Jim Smalley, I'm Josh Sugarton. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.